On today's show, the ultimate sports car gets more sporty. Lincoln blasts off into the midsize crossover segment, and Bosch makes sure autonomous cars know exactly where they're at at all times. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the voice of the global automotive industry. Porsche has revealed the 8th generation 911. Let's look at the highlights. The fenders are wider than before, and the front track has been pushed out close to 2 inches. The door handles are flush mounted to help emphasize the body lines on the side. And then at the rear, the new 911 has a wider spoiler and light bar, which is more in line with the Panamera and Taycan. Power comes from the next generation of its turbocharged flat six engine. Rated at over 440 horsepower, it makes nearly 30 horsepower more than the outgoing model, which helps reduce zero to 100 kilometer time by almost half a second. Rear drive versions do it in 3.7 seconds, all-wheel drive in 3.6. 1970s models inspired the interior with clear straight lines across the dashboard and recessed gauges. A large 10.9-inch display screen sits in the middle of the interior as well. The new 911 starts at just over $114,000 in the U.S., and it will hit dealer showrooms in the summer of next year. Well, Honda is upping its SUV game by reviving the Passport, which will now slot between the CRV and three-row Pilot in its lineup. And it actually looks a lot like a baby version of the Pilot, as many of the styling cues were taken right from the larger utility vehicle. It's of unibody construction and features fully independent suspension. Only one engine is available, a 280-horsepower 3.5-liter V6, which gets mated to a 9-speed automatic transmission. All-wheel drive is also available. A 5-inch display comes standard, but higher trim levels get an 8-inch screen. All models feature a 7-inch instrument cluster. And speaking of SUVs, we told you you'd be hearing more about EV startup Rivian. The SUV specs are the same as the truck, so there's not much to talk about there. But the styling is a bit different with some minor tweaks to the front fascia and flatter body sides. We actually think it kind of looks like a futuristic version of the Cadillac Escalade. We'll be back with more reveals from L.A. right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by ExxonMobil. Mazda revealed the new Mazda 3. The styling has been updated and features a more upscale look. It's the first vehicle in the company's lineup to offer its new spark-controlled compression ignition engine, what it calls Skyactiv X. Three gasoline engines are available in total, as well as a 1.8-liter diesel. The engines can be mated to a six-speed manual or six-speed automatic transmission, and it's now available with more safety and driver assistance features. The new Mazda 3 goes on sale in North America in early 2019, and will be rolled out to global markets after that. Well, Lincoln is jumping into the midsize premium crossover segment with the all-new Aviator. The three-row CUV is available with two powertrains, a twin-turbo 3-liter V6 
that's made it to a 10-speed automatic comes standard, and customers can choose a hybrid version that uses the same engine, but it's expected to produce over 450 horsepower and a whopping 600 pound-feet of torque. It also comes with some cool features. The suspension automatically lowers when the driver approaches the vehicle and will automatically adjust when driving over a pothole. Owners can also use their smartphone instead of a key fob to unlock, lock, start, and drive away in the vehicle. The new Lincoln Aviator will be sold in both the U.S. and China. Toyota took the wraps off a couple of hybrids. It introduced an all-wheel drive version of the Prius, which is expected to deliver 50 MPG combined, and that's just two less than front-wheel drive models. It uses the same hybrid system as front-wheel drive models, but it features a newly developed nickel-metal hydride battery instead of a lithium-ion battery. The company estimates that the all-wheel drive version could account for as much as 25% of all Prius sales in the U.S. It also unveiled a hybrid version of the Corolla, the first time it's available in the U.S. It features an adapted version of the Prius's hybrid system, a 1.8-liter four-cylinder gasoline engine with two motors that's mated to a CVT. Like the all-wheel drive Prius, it uses a nickel-metal hydride battery instead of a lithium-ion one. It's projected to get at least 50 mpg combined. The Corolla Hybrid goes on sale in the U.S. in the spring of 2019. Coming up next, Bosch creates a system to make highly automated driving a reality. ExxonMobil's advanced air barrier technology can help keep tires inflated longer and save 1 billion gallons of fuel per year. Watch the full video at butylrubber.com. Strength from the inside out. Before level four and five autonomous driving becomes a reality, vehicles will need to know exactly where they're at at all times. And the German supplier Bosch has created a solution to allow for this. Its system uses surround sensors, satellite navigation, and inertial sensors to determine the vehicle's position on a high-definition map. The surround sensors collect info about stationary surroundings like guardrails or signs. That data is sent to the Bosch cloud to make an independent map of the HD map. Both maps are then compared to give a more precise location of the vehicle. The car is also equipped with satellite sensors and those receivers determine its position from several satellites to offset the effects of imperfections like satellite orbits, satellite clock errors, and atmospheric disturbances. The vehicle motion and position sensor use signals provided by a correction service. The correction data is created by a network of reference stations which receive signals and send them to a data processing center. The signals are then compared with reference stations to create detection data, which is then sent to the vehicle. The vehicle motion and position sensors then process that data to determine the actual position of the vehicle. If the car goes through a tunnel and the signal is lost, inertial sensors in the car take over to determine where it's at. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.